Hello and welcome to Inside Creativity, a podcast to guide you through the beautiful yet challenging process of making the creative projects you dream of. We'll go behind the scenes to explore building creative lives that are good on the inside and creating in a way that is effective, sustainable and joyful. I'm your host, Elin Love, a creative coach and writer. I live in Sweden, drink lots of tea and I am so glad to dive deep into creativity with you. Hi there you creative, how are you? I am good. It's been a couple of weeks, been a little while since I talked to you here through the podcast. I took a little mid-season break to work on some things, work on getting my substack up and running, that is now up and running. And so yeah, I took a little break from the podcast to work on that and it's so good to be back here again speaking to you. always feels so long even if it's like, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks maybe. Um, so yeah, I am here in my armchair, Pusen cat is on my lap, I have a cup of tea, the sun is, is shining in through the window and it's getting really warm here in my creative office. Uh, as it always does in this, like the the sunny half of the year, because I have south facing windows and the the house is really like well isolated. Uh, it keeps keeps heat inside, which is good here in winter in Sweden, and gets quite warm in summer. <laughs> so yeah, that's the current state uh, of things here. And yeah, when I'm recording this, I launched my Substack yesterday, so it's very like new when I'm recording, when you're listening. It's probably been a week or so since I recorded these um, podcast episodes a week ahead. But yeah, in this episode, I wanted to talk about this thing of starting a Substack, why I'm doing it, um, why I'm really excited about it, and a little bit of my process of starting it, and share some tips as well. If you, if there's something that you want to start or are in the process of starting, thinking about starting perhaps, and give you some, yeah, give you some food for thought for that process of, of beginning something new. So yeah, let's get into it. So first of all, why Substack? Why this? Why why is it? It feels like I have I have talked a little bit about it here on the podcast, but I have also talked about it, of course, on Substack. Uh, so it feels like I have talked about this quite a bit. And uh, so maybe you've heard it before, but just a little bit of a recap. What what is this about? So I first like started hearing about Substack probably about a year ago. Um, I'm thinking that it was summer, uh, but it might have been a little bit earlier. Um, and I didn't really get it. And then I was like, oh, it's sort of like Patreon. <laughs> um, and yeah, I didn't fully, like, I wasn't on board. <laughs> I felt like, yeah, I started thinking about maybe I should move the blog there. But I didn't consider moving my email letters there because from what I was seeing then, it was more like a blog and people weren't really doing any like email marketing and that's sort of the point of an email list. (laughs) 
Um, but I think that is changing a bit. People are expanding the ways that Substack is used. And that I think is always the, the what we see when platforms launch new things. Like in the beginning of Reels, Reels was a lot of like doing what whatever people did on TikTok and a lot of dance videos and things like that. And then as time has gone by, it has sort of expanded into being a medium that you can use in many different ways, whatever sort of works for you. And we have sort of expanded our idea of how we can use tools. And I think that's something that we often see both in like platforms and creative tools and crafts and all crafts. they expand and change and and become more varied as more people pursue it and we start to understand the craft more so so i think that has been happening with substack as well and i i i i would guess that you feel the same way as me in that substack really has um yeah it has been gotten gotten a lot of traction the last couple of weeks months um, it feels like this is the time when it's really booming, at least in my little corner corner of the internet. So that is fun. Um, and so for me, Substack feels like the return of blogging. And that is a platform that really, really well, um, is really well constructed for like the old days of blogging. And just saying that makes me really, really happy because, well, you might might feel the same way or maybe you maybe you don't. But I, I feel like there was a time where blogs were really, um, they were really important uh, for all of us who published online, whatever we were doing. Blogs had a very central place. And when I started blogging in 2016, it was already sort of going downhill but it was still a big part of it Um, and then as the years have gone by blogs have become more and more rare there have been just a very few number of blogs that i have been reading because not very many people have been blogging Um, or if they have been blogging it's been very inconsistent Uh, so it has been quite rare to actually read blogs for me at least there have just been a, a few few of them and I have still blogged but I've done it more like um, yeah maybe like one blog post a month or one every other month or things like that so it's been more sporadic Um, and I have really missed the time when people were blogging Uh, I love long-form content and I love reading uh, but I've also found myself uh, like struggling with actually making the space for uh, visiting blogs and reading long-form content. And and I feel like um, the other forms of long-form content in writing that we have seen has probably been mostly email newsletters. And I feel like people have put less energy or less um, heart into that medium. So I feel feel like maybe the quality has gone down a little bit and with that I feel like my attention has also drifted a little bit from it and I've struggled with with reading that much long form on my phone although like when I found interesting articles uh, online I, I read them on my phone as well so it's maybe it's not actually uh, the sort of attention span thing but 
uh, that the there haven't been that many interesting like articles in like the blogger sphere or whatever we are <laughs> we creatives sharing online haven't been that much content like that in the past few years um, and that has been a change because when I started like following people more uh, online and when I started blogging it was much more common so yeah I feel like that is something that went away and I feel like the sort of idea around it was that that was just a normal normal thing that it was going to go away and you know there were all these things of like uh, video is the new new format words <laughs> the written the written the written pieces were sort of dead the blog was dead and all of that and i feel like we even we who loved uh, blogging we love both reading and writing blogs that we sort of accepted that as true and then along came Substack and said we need a better platform for writers uh, and made that again something that was prioritized and something that was like platforms a platform that was made for writing just like Instagram was made for photos, like TikTok was made for short videos, like YouTube was made for longer with videos, we get Substack that is made for writing, which I think is so incredibly wonderful and revolutionary. And yeah, we have seen other mediums in the past, like Medium, um, but none of them are really taken off. And I, when I started hearing first of Substack, I was also like, we have heard about new platforms so many times and they haven't picked picked up and and a platform really needs a large audience to audience to to work um and i feel like substack now has shown that it's here to stay and i really do think that it is here to stay um maybe not like in every like niche or corner of the internet but for a certain certain parts i feel like it is definitely happening um, and I love the energy that is going on around it so um, what has drawn me to Substack has been a longing for those old days of blogging um, and the sort of community feeling around more long-form content and the sort of community feeling that we had on Instagram a couple of years ago that has sort of gone away I feel like that is it feels like that is sort of blossoming again on Substack and whether that is that it's sort of new and people are excited or if it's because it's not algorithm based or whatever it is I'm not sure probably a combination of different things but it feels like it there's that surge of community and inspiration and creativity around it and that's just wonderful so yeah that is why I'm really excited about the platform and for me personally uh, the thing that I'm excited about creating on Substack is that writing. And this is something that I have written about in both the first post uh, I published on Substack and the second post. <laughs> um, because it's a thing that that feels quite big to me. And the, this is often when we creators think about different like mediums and outlets and and things like that they might not be like different that 
it might not look like that big of a difference from the outside always uh, but when we are sort of creating it and we are stepping into our process and tweaking how we approach things they become quite big differences for us from the inside and I think that that's probably the case here that you might not experience it as such a huge difference other than probably my uh, Substack letters will be longer than my email letters were, <laughs> for example. Um, but for me, this is really about stepping back into my writer self. And when I now work uh, four days a week as a content writer, I work with creating content for a tech company and also like their communication strategies and how we communicate uh, around the offerings that they have, um, all of those things. Uh, it's very like uh, marketing and business strategy focus. And I enjoy that so much in that job. Uh, what I find that I really long for in my own creative work with like my own business, my own projects, my day that I have one day a week for working on my projects, I really long for my writing writing self and for working on my uh, like more self-expression through writing uh, because that is while I am writing in my job it is writing that is more like marketing type of writing which I also enjoy <laughs> but I, I sort of want space for both I want the part of me that really enjoys uh, that like business strategy, marketing, copywriting, those kind of things. That is a fun, creative type of writing, but it's not artistic writing. It's not uh, self-expression type of writing. And that side of me, I really want that to become the center again in my own projects and my own work. So for me, that is what Substack is about. As the creator, that is what Substack is about. It's about making space again for the, the self of me does, that was blogging. Um, so my blogging self is coming back with Substack. And uh, it feels so fun. It feels so light. I was taking a walk um, the other day uh, in the weekend just before I started it. And I was thinking about this. And I was thinking about... Uh, like I was thinking back to how my process looked when I was working uh, before I like started a business um, and before I pursued creative coaching when I was just blogging and doing different creative projects and I was thinking about like how my process looked then and how I like thought about the blog and I thought about creating creating uh, blog content and and all of those things and I was sort of feeling myself stepping back into that role and thinking about like photography and how I can take photos for for the blog posts which I also enjoy and it really felt like coming home it really felt like coming back to to a period in my creative life that I really really enjoyed and uh, coming back to a craft and a way of doing things and a process that really, really felt like home. And um, yeah, it's just really, 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 really fun and really inspiring. And and yeah, I, I can't describe it in a better way. <laughs> um, so this is that's what Substack is about for me. It's 
a new platform that feels really exciting and it feels really aligned with what I like to consume and what I like to create. Um, and if it also feels like a new start for me um, or a coming back of of something that is merging with something new um, to create like a little bit of a new chapter in my creative life. Just really, really fun. So I wanted to share a little bit of the process of starting it, what I did um, when, like from, from making that decision uh, to start it until actually having it launched now. Uh, so I wanted to take a little bit behind the scenes and share the process of what's been going on. So um, like I said, when I first started Substack, I didn't, I didn't really, yeah. I didn't really get it and I didn't really believe in it 100%. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll wait and see what happens and then maybe. Um, and then Substack started to to get more traction. And I was also, I had also made a decision to increase my hours at my job. So the shape of my business would look a little bit different. And the sort of demands on my business were also gonna look a little bit different uh, and that created the space for me to focus more on my writing that is a little bit less uh, like or at least feels a little bit less safe in terms of trying to like get an income from it um, and things like that but with less pressure on the business that there's more space for me to to explore things that are less uh, income driving <laughs> Uh, or possibly less income driving. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like I had the freedom to to bring my writing back more into focus. And that is one of the things that I also feel like is a real privilege of, of having more of a safe income from a job, um, but then having more of this creative freedom in the time that I have to pursue my own things. So. So that is, that is one thing that shifted uh, and that also led into the decision to start. Uh, and the decision itself, I've talked about that and I've talked about that in on Substack as well. It was very, yeah, it was very like force of nature <laughs> kind of impulsive decision that was like, I, I was thinking consciously uh, like, okay, I'm not going to make a decision now. I'm not going to make a decision now. And then I realized I had already made a decision that, yeah, this was, this was the thing that it just, yeah, took over. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about it. Uh, when I was sitting down to write, I started writing about it. So yeah, the decision was made. So then I considered um, just going with it and, and posting right away. But then I decided to hold off a little bit and think more behind the scenes on the vision of it and uh, get other things in order. So I did the spring launch of Companions and Creativity. So I sort of had that done um, before I, I sort of cleared, <laughs> cleared things, cleared decks. Um, what do you say? It's cleared the de cleared the desk, possibly um, to to yeah have time to spend with Substack. Uh, so when I when it was time to to do this, I had already uh, gathered a lot of like ideas for different posts that have sort of been percolating in the back of my mind like oh this would be a good article to write on my substack and things like that uh, so I had a good chunk of things 
that I have been thinking about. Uh, I had some like key keywords for myself that I knew I wanted to like be in the core of this process of getting started and also what I what like my vision was for it. So things like I wanted my writer self to take the lead. I wanted to take inspiration from my years of blogging. I wanted self-expression to be really important. I wanted to be inspiration driven. Many things like that. So um, when I actually sat down to like plan out things and start working on it, I had a lot of things already sort of um, noted down that I knew about sort of the direction of substack of my substack and um yeah so i had a good start already before i (laughs) actually started working on it so one thing i did when i um sat down to work on my vision and starting to work on things like you have to like set it up a little bit uh like of course decide on a name for the substack and write an about page write a welcome email things like that and so I like work on my own vision for it and created those things from that vision. So uh, when I when I was starting to work on my vision, I uh, looked on all the blog posts I had uh, written throughout the years, um, and there, I know that there's over a hundred blog posts. I'm not sure entirely exactly um, what the exact number is, but. There's quite a lot of them and uh, my blog, um, yeah, I have written so much (laughs) for the blog uh, throughout the years. So what I did was that I uh, added a little tag in uh, my blog for my favorite uh, articles and then you can uh, create like a library uh, from just one tag and I, so I tied all my favorite posts that I like, oh, this was a nice post. I like that one. And I looked over all of my favorite posts and started to, to like look at, okay, what, what are the common denominators of my favorite posts and what are, what do they have in common? What are the trends? And, um, that was really interesting. And I like had ideas about what I would see and some of them were right and some of them were more of uh, like oh that's interesting so one of the things that I saw very clearly was that a lot of the posts that I uh, had picked out as my favorites were like probably all of them were driven in some some form from my own uh, process so they were either like things that I have been working through in my own creative life and then I wrote a blog post sort of about that thing or they were more sort of um, about something I've been thinking a lot about uh, something I've been learning or something that reflected my process a lot Um, and they were posts that I wrote because I it was something that I was interested in something that I was yeah um yeah that that intrigued me at the time and i can see so clearly that because it was interesting to me because it was something i was sort of obsessing about that moment or working out or learning or thinking really deeply about that made it a much better piece of writing and on the other hand i also looked okay so what posts didn't i pick as my favorites and some of them were posts that i felt like i should write 
uh, because it sort of fit into the content marketing <laughs> spectrum um, posts that I felt like, okay, so I've written one post about this, maybe I should write another post that are more about this instead. Uh, so they were more um, not, they were not internally driven. And I also saw that there were some posts that I also didn't pick as my favorite, where I was sort of trying to um, mirror myself. <laughs> and this is something a little bit weird that I think we do. Um, and you can see this like on Instagram and things like that, where we try to like copy ourselves when we do something that we feel proud of or that worked really well or uh, things like, oh, yeah, we're happy with the result in some way. Then we try to like copy what we did um, and we try to copy the result of what we did. So like maybe like you can see it maybe most clearly in like you're reusing the same camera angle, things like that. Um, and we see um, like picking similar topics or similar types of articles and they never, never like became the, the, the same thing on the same level as the first thing I was trying to copy. Because what I think is that what you actually should copy is probably your own process of getting there. So when I was writing articles that were more like uh, about my own process uh, or like grounded in my own process, that's the thing I should uh, copy. The thing that made the article, uh, the blog post so so good, uh, like for in my eyes. Um, and yeah instead of trying to like just copy the result because yeah that didn't really work and I think that's often how how it turns out uh, we have to look more at what made the product what made the the outcome good not the outcome itself so that is what I did and that is something I think is really helpful if you are you want to create something new but you have done something sort of similar in the past to look back over what you have created and look back on what had what you liked what uh, your favorites were uh, what worked well things like that and uh, create from create a new thing from those lessons learned from the past project so in this process of starting my substack i have really try to listen to myself. Um, I know that it would have been easy for me to to fall into, okay, so what would what would make sense to create? What would be like a strategic <laughs> substack to create? Um, and think more about those things and more about like uh, what would be the most interesting substack to read and decide like how to shape it from that and uh, rather than just going on what I want to create and I with this substack and with this project and wanting to step more into my artist self step more into my writing self it was really important for me to listen to myself in this and, and do what I want to do in this um, but partly because well I, I want to do it <laughs> uh, but also because I think it 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 gets better that way uh, because then it's really grounded in that inner uh, inner drive inner direction inner vision um, to to see to to create from that space and that that is what tends to result in better 
creations, at least for me. And I think it's true for very many creatives and especially us creatives who, who want to be more artists and not only experts. So yeah, that is what I did. And then I set things up and I chose the name The Good Creative Life for my Substack. And that is based in my why uh, that I worked on about a year ago uh, and sort of uncovered myself how um, my work really is about um, uncovering what a good creative life looks like for you and creative life that is not just good on the outside but on the inside as well that's why this podcast is called inside creativity uh, so yeah and I wanted to reflect that I will write about creativity but I won't write about just creativity I will write about life in combination with creativity uh, a lot of what I talk about is about the creative process and also the creative process that sort of interacts with the rest of your life um yeah so i feel like it's a name that reflects what i want to write about a lot and it also reflects sort of my own um yeah my own ideas about creativity and the bigger why behind my work so that's why i chose that name okay so i feel like i've been rambling on for <laughs> a long time but as you can probably hear this is something that is i'm really passionate about something that i'm really inspired about that feels really good and that um yeah i yeah i don't know it it feels like feels like a big thing thing for me so that's why i feel like i can talk about it forever but i wanted to also share some tips if you want to start something or are in the process of start starting something or thinking about starting something, whether it's a Substack or a podcast or writing a book or uh, whatever, starting a business, whatever your project might be, or maybe you don't even know what project is yet, uh, but you're sort of exploring and thinking. So for, for that period, I would advise you to spend some time with what you want spend some time just in that space of exploring what it is you want it to be um, I think we sometimes feel a little bit rushed to start the actual creation of it and start like packaging what it is we want to create and especially when if it's something that is a little bit like not doesn't have an exact format um, Maybe it's something that you you know sort of what crafts you want to have, but you maybe not know like what it's gonna look like, and especially in those cases, or if you're changing directions, or if you're starting something that feels really new or changing something, then spend time with your own like idea of it, your own wishes, wants, hopes for it, and uh, try to uh, like. Put it into words for yourself and and explore what it is you actually want because it's so easy to jump into okay so what should it be or what does other people like or what does other people do and uh, get really distracted with that if we step into that too much too early or just jump into creating something um, just because we, we feel like we should like do something productive with it rather than thinking about it. So yeah, I would encourage you to actually spend time uh, with 
figuring out what you want it to be. And that doesn't have to be just you sitting, <laughs> thinking, uh, although it can be a period of like jotting down little notes as I have been doing with Substack. Uh, but it can be quite quite practical as in maybe creating different things or doing a lot of uh, journaling around it or uh, looking at different alternatives that are that you can take inspiration from and and sitting with it and processing and, f- and actually exploring your feelings around this project where is the resistance where are the fears where are the th- the things that you feel you should should be and where are your like more um pure passion uh focusing on and what what is yeah all of those things spend time there and see see where it's pointing and what is pointing away from as well and then my other tip is to actually look back on on old projects or old work or old processes that you have gone through and take the lessons learned from them maybe you have been doing something in the past that has been similar or maybe you've just been through another creative process that you can learn from or uh, yeah whatever Uh, other processes other projects or other work that you can take lessons learned from whether it's about your process what you like and enjoy what works for you or if it's about the craft in itself what you what part of the craft how you want to use it how you enjoy you using it or what you feel has been working well um get at those lessons and lessons and see what you can take with you from from the past projects and into this new one to make it a project that you will really enjoy that will work for you work for your life and yeah that you will actually stick with as well And then I would also say, allow yourself the freedom and space to create and experiment and explore. Sometimes we lock ourselves up too quickly, too firmly into exactly what something's going to be before we even start it. And I think that there is a lot of power in having a little bit of more uh, flexibility with it um, and being a little bit open and having a little bit of more freedom around it especially in the beginning when you're sort of finding your feet with it and exploring what it can be what it what you want it to be and maybe really inspired about one particular thing when you start it but maybe over time you want more variety within it um things like that so just just give yourself a little bit of wiggle room to explore and experiment and try different things and um sometimes we we uh, create something that is really formatted in the beginning and then quite quickly we feel trapped in that format um and sometimes the the fun thing is creating the format itself (laughs) i don't know if you will recognize this um but yeah sometimes we we get really like wrapped up in the process of creating oh this is the perfect format and and then when we start doing it uh, we feel trapped in it so so beware of that and give your give yourself a little bit of freedom and space to to actually explore what this this new thing can be for you and what you want it to be and uh, yeah just don't lock yourself in too quickly into a too narrow of a box so that is what I wanted to share today about starting my stop stack and some tips for you if you want to start something new. And yeah, 
uh, with I'm, I feel like this is a long episode, <laughs> um, and you can probably tell that I am really, really inspired about this, and it's also really good to be back here talking on the podcast. I feel like these two mediums complement each other really well. In that here on the podcast, I can more like talk and ramble a little bit, <laughs> uh, and me be more like you know connecting in this way that is a little bit more casual and possibly a little bit more hands-on uh, and then in on Substack uh, in, the, in my writing I can be more like in-depth and um, go into more I don't know uh, thinking talking about things in a different way that is more sophisticatedly expressed perhaps <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it feels really good to be back here on the podcast talking to you. And if you haven't yet checked out my my Substack, there is a link here in the description to the episode. Or you can search for for my name, Elin Love, um, and Substack. You will probably find it that way. Or the Substack is called The Good Creative Life. So you can search for it on Substack there as well. So yeah really really nice to be here talking again i hope you're doing well i hope spring is progressing nicely it's really warm and sunny here at the moment so very happy about that and yeah i will talk to you soon thank you so much for listening to this episode if you enjoyed the podcast and would like to help more creatives find it make sure you leave a rating and a review or send it over to a friend If you want to dive deeper into my work of coaching, guiding, and supporting creatives, head over to my website, elinlove.com. That is E-L-I-N-L-O-O-W.com. And until next time, remember, there is space for you and your creativity.